Are we pushing too much on the topic of diversity? Edwin, you told me before that your wife, for example, confided in you that she has had it with all the discussions about this topic. And there are plenty more examples to give that will give us a hard time to attract listeners for this podcast. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair comment. She, she had it, but maybe that's also because she is already successful as an investment banker. Uh, but from a more general point of view, um, it is clear that as a company, we are not yet there. It's about who do we hire, how capable are we in making sure that people feel inclusive. And it's not only gender diversity, but also other diversity angles. So there's no silver bullet. In the context of International Women's Day, we at KPMG pay extra attention to the role of women in an inclusive organization. In this podcast series, leaders from KPMG talk to each other about the power of inclusive teams and the perspective they have on it. My name is Helene Hoink van Papendrecht, partner at KPMG Forensic, and I have the pleasure to host this new episode together with Edwin Herry, member of our board of management and head of advisory. We talk about how diversity today needs a reframe and the impact of unconscious bias. Helene, I'd like to start with a base question. In this podcast series, there's a lot of talking about diversity and inclusive teams and organizations. Teams with equally men and women, but also people with different backgrounds and internationalities, for example. Let's look at what we gain. What do you think is the main benefit for organizations in general and KPMG, of course? I've been uh, quite uh, looking into this topic for some time now. Uh, you see that there's a lot of research uh, done into what is the benefit of a more diverse workplace and top management. And uh, although overall these researches, uh, the percentages might differ a little bit, the overall conclusion of them is all the same. And that is, uh, you see an increase in innovative solutions and a very good increase in financial results of the organizations with a more diverse top management compared to the same organizations or similar organizations, but with a less diverse outset. So um, what I believe is that the whole topic of gender diversity actually should use a reframe. It benefits us all. In my role, I have the privilege to read a lot of client uh, or engagement uh, win uh, and loss reviews. And I read all of them because I'm really curious why we do win or why we do lose engagements. Mm -hmm. yeah. Last week, actually, I read an, uh, a win review where the client was explicitly stating you were the first of the only one of the big four who offered a diverse team. And that, that's why I choose KPMG. So I think oh, this wow. is a very yeah. exciting example and at least making me hopeful that we are getting there. Uh, well, it's a great example. Uh, and I'm glad to hear this as well. I remember that we once had a discussion that it was the other way around, that we weren't selected because we were too little diverse. So it's great that we are demonstrating progress uh, in this domain, I think. I've been uh, with KPMG now for 12 years and uh, I've seen, you know, on the sideline, I have seen some... Um, well, uh, initiatives uh, regarding gender diversity in the past as well. And somehow I've always seen your name or you being involved uh, with those initiatives. How come you're disinvolved with this topic? Uh, 
Maybe it helps that in my private situation, my wife has a successful career as well. She's an investment banker at ABN AMRO and is successful. And we have mm -hmm. uh, quite some kids together. Um, okay. <laughs> all boys, by the way, but, but still. Poor wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even our cat is a boy, so... Uh, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. So I know what it is to handle a big family with two people who are having a career. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so I know what it is, although my, my, my personal background is that I was raised in a very traditional family where my father was the guy who was having a career and my mother was taking care of the kids, beautiful youth. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but now I see uh, and I discovered, and sometimes not easy, uh, that you, you can do it together, but you should do it together. And, um, and that's why I feel, uh, may maybe that's the reason why I feel passionate about the topic. Uh, the first time I became father, which was in the year 2000, I just joined KPMG Corporate Finance, mm -hmm. our deals practice. I would have loved to spend a bit more time taking care of my kid, who's 21 now, but I still remember yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I know for sure that if I would have asked this to my leadership, they probably would have said, uh, yeah, that's fine. But that that's not the full solution. I think at that time, uh, people would have been talking about me like, well, this guy doesn't take his career serious and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not sure whether this was the case, but at least uh, it felt uh, that way for me. Yeah. And my point is that, uh, yes, as an organization, we can do also in my current board position, we can do everything we want to facilitate in terms of uh, childcare, in terms of uh, it's uh, perfectly uh, okay to, to work less hours during a certain period of your life. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, the trick is, um, is it completely normal and really accepted, accepted in the heart, that also for a guy, it is okay uh, to work a bit less hours during the first years of your kid, yeah. the raising of your kid. And for me, that that is, I'm convinced about it. There is part of the key. If, if, if it is okay for guys, it, I think it's also easier for the women uh, to make decisions like that. Over the last 12 years that I've been with KPMG, I see changes too. We are talking about a small percentage of women still in the top positions, especially uh, when you look at uh, partner level and up, uh, but we already see it happening from manager and up that we are losing a lot of women. And I think that is something that yes, still requires attention. If we want to hire and uh, retain and reward more women, then we also have to have a closer look into why that is happening. One of those topics is very important to look at is the unconscious bias. I see it in uh, the rewarding feedback. I also have experienced it a little bit myself in the assessment for a partner. I felt that the feedback I received was very specific for women. I'm uh, too much of a, of a perfectionist <laughs> and uh, I talk too much. <laughs> Is that something you recognize? Have you seen this topic in your discussions? Yeah, I, I do recognize uh, the things you are saying and uh, we made an important decision uh, some weeks ago that in the new Park Duck Committee, so that's the panel Mm -hmm. who looks at people who are about to be promoted to partner or director, that there are more 
women that's much more balanced now in that committee but we also uh, decided that every interview there should at least be one uh, woman in in the interview okay yeah Yeah. that's very good yeah i mean the definition of unconscious is that it is unconscious but Mm -hmm. sometimes you can be become aware of that and i'll give you a nice uh, anecdote from my personal life Uh, some years ago i was member of the uh, steering committee diversity at kpmg we had to do a uh, diversity awareness training at that time i was not yet a member of the board i was a partner and the men were separated from the from the women we were put in separate rooms so we were videoed so in the room where the women were discussing the solution of the task they got they put all the chairs in one circle they started uh, chit-chatting and as a average guy you start thinking well come on this is taking quite some time come to a conclusion please yes. then at the, um, the room where we as men were put together we started putting the chairs in a row. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah? Okay. And the, yeah. Um, uh, the gentleman in the board was sitting in the middle and everybody waited till he, he started talking. And when as soon as he started, you saw, saw me asking questions to him and, and thus making sure to the rest of the group, while he is the higher in the, in the hierarchy, but, you know, I've got the better questions. That's yeah, clear yeah, to yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So my point is, um, and this is a real life example, that uh, at that moment I discovered that we men approach tasks in a different way than women. And to be aware of that is a good learning experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I've um, remembered a two-way uh, uh, mentoring um program uh, at KPMG uh, that was uh, already quite a few years ago and uh, back then I was a senior manager and I think it was only a week or so before I uh, went on my second uh, maternity leave and uh, I had a meeting to get acquainted with my uh, mentor, a male partner here at KPMG and he was very interested in, you know, uh, so you've been recently appointed to senior manager, Helene. Uh, so what is your uh, goal? You know, when do you want to uh, become a partner? And I was like, oh, well, I just got senior manager. You know, I'm now going on maternity leave. There's so much going on already. I just want to uh, breathe a little. We met up again after I returned. I uh, had a good conversation, but he was like, well, you, you should be more clear on when you want to become a partner. So I explained to him that, you know, a very feminine way to think and act in your career is uh, that women tend to wait till someone tells them that they're ready for the next step. And he said to me, Elaine, that's not feminine. That's just being plain naive. You know, give me your goal setting form. We'll look at it. And I was like, uh, I, I thought I was there also, you know, to let you That was the understand idea. That's why we bit. called it yeah. two-way mentoring yes, exactly. and not mentoring program. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a great example. This is exactly why I stated in the beginning, we, we need to fix this. We are not there yet. So, um, Edwin, what I see uh, happening now at KPMG is that we are much more outspoken about, you know, we want to hire and attract more women, uh, but also to the top positions. So does that mean that women are lucky now and men just have to wait and sit this one out? 
Well, thank you for this question. And why I thank you, because I know, I'm aware, it's a sensitive question. And I wouldn't use the words uh, lucky. That That's, I think, not the right uh, way to look at this. In, in my view, I mean, the clear statement is we, we need to fix the numbers. They are not okay. You referred to academical research. We, we, we talked about some anecdotes. So mm -hmm. we need to fix this. And yes, sometimes we need to make decisions in this respect. Otherwise, we are not getting there. But as soon as we have fixed the numbers, then the issue is gone. And besides that, I'm not saying, we are not saying as a board, that 70% of our future uh, uh, colleagues should be women. So there is room enough for everybody. Yeah, so you mean there's still a lot of room also for men to Absolutely. be promoted Absolutely. to these positions. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that we even have 70% women, so it couldn't exactly. be that... Exactly, that, that, that cannot be the, the real hurdle. No. And I think a final uh, remark is, uh, but that's my um, personal, uh, I'm personally convinced about is that we should never make the mistake to promote anybody, so also not women, when they are not ready for the next step. Hmm. Because the first six months, yes, you've got your numbers right, uh, but then if somebody fails, especially when it is a woman at that moment, we haven't solved the problem, we made the problem even bigger. Yes, yeah. So you can also expect from me personally that we will always look at promoting people from that angle. Are yes. you ready for your promotion? Yeah, talent first. Yeah. yeah. But we need to fix the numbers. We've come to the end of this uh, podcast episode. Thank you, Edwin, for joining me. And let's hope that the initiatives that we talked about, for example, the one uh, about the uh, two-way mentoring uh, 2.0 version, well, we'll help us gain more insight even more in what we can do on the gender diversity uh, topic. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to know more or if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. And in the other episodes, colleagues talk about combining work with family, especially interesting in COVID time. And for example, the power of female leadership. So don't forget to listen. Listen.